Winnipeg Blue Bomber Football on 680 CJOB. The postgame show brought to you by Olympic Building Center, where you build with confidence. If you just joined us late in this one and you saw, oh, the Bombers won by 10, you may think, yeah, that's what I expected. How they got there was probably not how you expected. Thank you for being with us in the postgame show. Derek Taylor and Doug Brown from IG Field. The Bombers, 10-point winners in this one. Uh, Doug, I just want to go through your three keys to the game if we could. Uh, Bombers be engaged in this game after coming off the bye week. I mean, offensively, I would say they were. I, I would say they were effective. Offensively, they just stalled out a number of times. They weren't able to capitalize on their drives. So they were engaged. And at times, late in the fourth, I guess, defensively, and when Dukes came out of the game, the defense had moments. Second one was noise from the sold-out crowd and oh, yeah. the defense. Yeah, I and mean, the, the noise late in the game certainly was a, was a factor, uh, uh, you know, really hindering the, the Toronto attack. And the third one was hit Cameron Duke so hard that Chad Kelly feels it. I don't think that yeah, happened. Yeah, that, that didn't happen at all in any way, shape, or form, unfortunately. So uh, Dukes was, uh, you know, they threw him back out there to try and, and, and salvage the win when things got away from, from Toronto, and he wasn't able to do it, but uh, they weren't able to get any clean shots on him. I don't think he was sacked the entire game, right? He so. was not, no. And there weren't, there weren't any that were right there, right? Not like Willie had two hands on Taylor Powell in the Hamilton game. I don't even feel like that was one. That happens. I mean, so. he had Dukes down once here, I think in the first or second quarter. That's really when we saw Dukes get out of there and, and scramble. And, uh, you know, Willie had one opportunity at least. But, yeah, they weren't able to exact any consistent pressure on, on Dukes uh, whatsoever. And I, I, from Cameron Dukes' part, I don't think it was the most impressive performance I've seen. He had 231 yards passing. If I had to guess, 170 came after the catch. Like, it was yeah. short passes that were missed tackles, or why is there nobody there to get DeMonte Coxey as he races down to the five-yard line? Yeah, usually it's the, the Bombers receivers, guys like Nick Dembski, that will blow you out of the water with their yards after the catch. But no, it was the Toronto receivers in this game that were so explosive once, you know, they caught short to medium-range uh, passes on on these intermediate routes and and they just exploded especially in the first half yeah there was it was a lot of safe game plan for Cameron Dukes and it was working and I don't know how interested Tor Toronto was in winning this game even when they got here because had they kept AJ Olette has a run for 26 a catch and a touchdown for 29 had they kept him in the game, he could have done some real damage. There was, a, there was a moment in the game where you thought he was injured, though. Was there not? Because we hadn't seen him in forever. And I, I texted some folks, like, is he injured? And they, they said, no, I think he's just resting. A guy who got all of last week off, they just gave him enough plays and said, let's... Yeah. I, mean, I hope he's not injured, let's say that. The, the Bomber defense, either way, had no answer for him in the first half, right? He was yeah. running roughshod at will against them, catching the ball out of the backfield as well as running it. Yeah. And I just want to make a point clear. There's some savaging happening on social media. Uh, not having Chad Kelly in the, the Argos not bringing Chad Kelly. Your point to that wasn't they're just giving up on this game. It was Chad Kelly could have used reps in a tight game like this one. Well, I, I just don't understand why you cherry-picked this game to not, you know, it was such a marquee matchup. It was probably the biggest matchup of the year for the CFL. To this point, yeah. To this point, and when you got a, a third of the season, 
remaining, why not, right? So it, it's, uh, it, it's too bad because you don't even know if these teams will see each other again. And you can't even really call it a Great Cup rematch because, you know, a lot of the same players were not involved in it. Yeah. Uh, when Ryan did what he said, the crowd and the Bombers' defensive line the Bombers defense. You got one of them right. Yeah, the Bombers defensive line wouldn't have affected Chad Kelly so badly in this game. It wasn't their best performance. They did enough to get the victory. And Christian Amell, sometimes that's all we need from the home team is enough to get the win. It, it doesn't feel like a two-score victory, does it? Oh, no, not at all. It, it was a weird football game. One part because Toronto's personnel changed through the game. And they, it, you know, when they put in scott in the fourth quarter it feels like they're just giving up on the game to some degree right they're not not giving up on the game but more so saying we don't really care what happens prioritizing here. reps for a guy over the score absolutely yeah and when he went in the game i was like all right well the bombers are gonna win this and you'll you just look at the possession numbers winnipeg had the ball almost two-thirds of the game that defense got tired right and and this is what we've seen so many times the bomber offense in the fourth quarter has a giant drive because they can just run the ball down your throat. And in a game in which they scored 31 points, to have just two touchdowns is also kind of bizarre, right? Because is it two or three? Uh, it's I think it's just two. And the Through cop one, Kalaros threw for one. Oh, my God. No. And then yeah. Oliveira threw, got the one. That's two. And there's just a ton of field goals, right? The fact that they had so many drives stall out. Sergio Castillo missed the one, but otherwise he was gigantic yeah. in at, this game tonight. At half... Brady, Brady was going to pound that ball in eventually at halftime, right? Fumble, Toronto yeah. takes it but away. But that, that's a big mistake. Yep. Yeah. Right? Yeah, but uh, I'm not discouraged by the way the offense was able to play against this. I mean, even uh, for well, the guys who weren't here, this was a good Toronto defense. Yeah, but you have to be a little concerned about the red zone or, or the inside, Capitalizing, of, inside yes. of Toronto territory, right? Just to, to have two touchdowns in a game, that's not a lot, yep. right? I know they got a ton of field goals, but in a against the A team of the Toronto Argonauts, you're going to need touchdowns. Against BC Lions a week from tonight, you're going to need touchdowns. Yeah. It it just makes me hungrier for a Grey Cup rematch if it happens with these two teams because in the hammer. In the yeah, I mean, one, Canada's most beautiful city as we learned a couple weeks ago, but two, we came away I I leave here impressed with with certain guy like Quantes Stiggers he has exactly six games left in the CFL. Demonte Coxie? Coxie was fa- did really well in his first, but like Stiggers, 21 years old, never played college football. I can't wrap my head around never played college football. Right. And is in press. That's, that's Mike Sellers-esque. He's in press coverage on Kenny Lawler, and Lawler's getting nothing except frustrated. This guy, That kid is in the NFL next year. I hope he had yeah. a good time learning where Toronto and Winnipeg were. He was super impressive. And uh, props to the Argos for, for finding a guy like that. Let's do the final numbers brought to you by JML Renovations. They don't just build a garage. They build your garage. Visit jmlrenovations.com. Zach Kolaris, 22 of 33, 258, one touchdown, one pick. And Doug Brown, he took some shots from this Toronto defensive front. Oh, yeah. he was. I mean, he's always fearless, right, in, in, in the pocket. And... Uh, he made some mistakes, you know, through some uh, through some bad footballs, but he has that uncanny ability to to shrug off any poor performance and just respond and, and be in the moment. And 
and not worry about uh, his last throw and, and to step up and make the next one. But yeah, there was a couple times he was hit in this game where you weren't necessarily sure he was going to get up again and or whether he was going to have to go under uh, concussion protocol. He did take a real good stick. Those, both, those, uh, both those reps on that one drive. Let's go down to the uh, locker room and welcome in head coach Mike O'Shea. Uh, Mike, congrats on the win and thank you for your time, sir. Yep, thanks. What's your impression of this victory? Full moon. Good to get out of here with a win. <laughs> <laughs> what... What what was it? What was about? What is it about Toronto? They they looked really tough. Like I've I felt they are. They're good. Yeah, they got a you know they're a good football team. You've seen it all year long. They're a good football team, right? So, um, you you can't afford to make mistakes. I thought we you know in that first uh, quarter we we made enough mistakes to just you know three play drive the first drive they they scored on was just too many mistakes, but. Um, they're they're a good football team and they're going to capitalize. They took the ball away on us too, and you know once in scoring position. Uh, but we responded. The defense uh, they held them to four points in the second half, um, and we put enough on there. Um, yeah. What's your impression of Toronto starting quarterback Cameron Dukes after a game? Yeah, I mean, you have to really watch the film to see. But he obviously executed the offense fairly well. I don't know what they ended up with, or you know, but. Um, they would probably believe that they could use more points in the second half, obviously. <laughs> yeah, they end up with 39 offensive plays to your 69 offensive plays in this one. Yeah, yep, and the score was tight. What can, you, what can you say about Brady Oliveira in this game and how he's just been a foundational piece for this offense? Yeah, he just keeps chugging his legs and moving and um, and learning. You know, he just keeps on on learning and, and pushing his, his, his limits, you know, and... Uh, with that old line too, their the commitment they make to it is is pretty cool. And Buck, obviously too, right? he's he's got a he just keeps rolling with it, which is cool. How much better does this team have to play? You think in BC to be successful next week? Yeah, we can't we can't afford a a, a first quarter like that defensively, right? And, um, can't afford a punt return penalty after we get our you know the biggest return we've had in a long time. Um, you know, we can't give up that. We had Leak on the sideline early, and, and, you know, he sprung one fairly decently. So, I mean, you like to all clean up all those things. Uh, Coach, uh, the two returns early on, uh, it was like me with, in Madden where you're you're working reverses on two returns very early on in this game. You were getting a little spicy. Yeah, Paul Boudreau does a good job of, of recognizing when those opportunities are going to come up and, and taking them, and he's not, he's, you know, certainly doesn't want to, uh, you know, not fire those guns. Yeah, it uh, it was uh, it was sticky. Uh, what happens between now and BC on Friday? Practice, film, <laughs> <laughs> everything, the, the normal stuff, right? Yeah. Is there uh, before I let you go uh, anything you can tell us about Demario Houston? I have nothing. to ask. Yeah, nothing yet. Yeah, Demario left the game, and we certainly hope he is okay. Coach, thanks for your time. Yep, thanks, guys. He's the head coach, Mike O'Shea, joining us in the post game show. Can I just add something? I saw on the sideline right before the game ended, Drew Wolitarski was given one hell of a pep talk to Demario Houston to, about getting back on the field, doing everything he can to be back in the lineup, just trying to motivate him, and that was cool to see. He still had his pants on, still had his cleats on. I uh, just didn't have his shoulder pads on anymore after leaving the game early. Drew Wolitarski doesn't get a ton of uh, ton of love in this receiving core, which is loaded with. He had a big game today, though. I was going to say, three guys who could be all-stars in this league. But Wolitarski, five for 64. And it it felt, 
it felt like a 100-yard game with the impact some of those catches had early yeah, on. Yeah, there were critical moments, right, where he stepped up to it, and he was very physical, and he was very reliable and uh, consistent with his performance today. Yeah, Drew Waltarski. And then Dalton Schoen ends up leading with nine targets, six catches for 101. Two of those might have been drops. And I... Bad throw. Not easy throw. I mean, tight coverage, though, too, right? Full credit to the, the Argonaut secondary, right? They were... They were up for the challenge with uh, this receiving core, and uh, they were in the fight of their lives. I've never seen Nick Dembski contained like that by secondary, like like we did see in this game, right? No explosive plays, and he had a number of touches, and they just kept hemming him up. So a very, it wasn't just about Cameron Dukes and his uh, out-of-nowhere performance that we've seen a number of times against the Bombers. It was the defense of the of the Toronto Argonauts that limited, you know, these uh, dynamic and creative receivers from running wild in a muck like they usually do, uh, at, given a number of opportunities like they had in this game. Of the back six the Argos put out in this game, there are three guys who would normally be starters. Rookie Mason Pierce from the Colorado School of Mines. Like It looked like the, the Bombers... He had Bombers, that great breakup on Lawler on the sideline. Yeah, it, it looked like the Bombers were going after him, and it looked like five foot ten of mason pierce was ready for all of it jamie harry made some plays stiggers we've talked about Adarius pickett a little lesser game from him uh he had 40 tackles in the previous four games he's held the four in this game i i don't want to talk too much about the argos their defense is for real like they're i don't i don't want to be within i'm, I'm comfortable at this distance from their defense with how hard they hit and how this I don't want to get any closer. Let's it, it, the run defense leaves something to be desired, but you know, if they had their full complement of starters, that also might have been a, a different outcome. Believe it or not, number one against the run this season. Under four yards per attempt against them. And Brady Oliveira, which testament to the offense on this one. Six and a half tonight? Uh, Twenty-five for one seventy, so almost seven. Yeah. Yeah, you pretty much nailed it right there. Which makes the performance of this offensive line and Brady that much more impressive and they're able to get that off of the uh, Argos run defense they held the Argos to 39 offensive plays that's the lowest they've allowed this season I had a conversation with Adam Big Hill where we've had some games of 42 and we're off the field under 40 plays is ridiculously good but and yet the defense still looked tired at moments too that's the peculiar part right right and we talked about the fewest offensive opponent points but we don't really feel like that's the uh, the case. Uh, it feels like uh, this guy deserves a lot of accolades, and it sounds like he's getting some handshakes uh, down on the sidelines. He is running back Brady Oliveira. Brady, on. Th Brady, thanks for joining us, and uh, congrats on the win. Thank you, thank you. Uh, is there anything you can't do? Uh, I mean, I want to continue to, you know, obviously work on my craft and continue to get better. I put in my in my you know notebook when I come. For day one, day two, day three, every day on the page, I write 1% better every day. And that's my mindset going forward, and uh, I just want to continue to get better. I think, you know, the sky's the limit for myself, and, uh, yeah, just continue to get better. We've had a lot of conversations about how you you are a very physical runner, but I maybe it's just me noticing, you've got craft too, right? Where you're just shuffling side to side and waiting for that hole and then attacking. I really appreciate watching the craft that you bring to the game too. Yeah, you know, I, we, we really do work on it, you know, every every single day in practice. And I, I got to give huge respect and props to, you know, Coach Hogan, my running back coach here. Um, 
he's so detail oriented it's sometimes annoying um we do so much you know work and practice and individual and indie during practice and we get so much good work in you know whatever the weaknesses are from the game before things we got to work on and, and we do that and then you look at the next game it just it pops up in the game um so you know he he really is trying to you know master my craft as a running back and continue to elevate my game um so i just got to give huge huge props to him we're going to continue to get better together you, you mentioned that to me when, when i talked to you on thursday do you have an example of something he's he's given you and maybe not the annoying ones but the good ones yeah, I mean, I think uh, one thing I can say in practice this week, we're running outside zone, and he uh, just the importance of pressing your block, uh, get underneath it, but then get back outside because the flow is going to be chasing. So we did that in individual drill this week in practice, and then we had an outside zone in, pra- in, uh, in practice in the, in, the, in the run period, and that's exactly what happened. It came, it couldn't have been perfect. So he's like, look, it happened in, uh, we did it in Indian, it happened in, uh, in team, so... Little things like that. He just, it's like he, he knows it's going to pop up. <laughs> the offense was pretty consistent tonight in terms of being able to move the ball against the Argonauts. Is it is the next step really just capitalizing when you have totally. those opportunities in the score zone? Absolutely. we got to, we got to finish, man. we got to finish with six um, and not settle for three points. Um, I think in the first half especially, you know, I, I think all game really we, we were executing, you know, moving the ball down the field and we just got to finish, man. We got to find ways to, you know, make big plays and the play comes your way. You got to make it and we got to get six. Is there an awareness or a realization that this football team needs to play better collectively to to beat BC next week? Yeah, totally. I mean, we got a big one next week and I think, uh, you know, all three phases got to show up for that for that game. It can't just be two because uh, it won't be good enough. That's a good football team out west and uh, we're going to have to bring it our all and all three phases got to got to come to work. Uh, Brady, late in the half, you, you had a fumble as you guys were going to score. Anything special on that play or just one of those things? Yeah, I mean, I got a it's hard on the iPad copy to really see, but um, apparently he got a, you know, he got a helmet right in the ball and you know, he made a good football play and I mean, things like that are going to happen. Obviously, I got to be better, and I can't, you know, put the ball on the ground. But if he got the bo- if he got the helmet on the ball, there's not really much uh, I could do there. You know, he, he made a good play there, so props to him. Uh, I, I'm just curious. Uh, you had 27 touches for 181 yards. Are you exhausted at this moment, or are you out for you up for four more quarters of football? No, I'm good, man. I'm uh, <laughs> I'm I'm built for this. I'm I'm built to get 20 plus touches a game. Um, let, let me grind it out, man. Let me grind it out. Let me put this, this thing on my back for my teammates and go out there and, and get wins for this club. Is this one of the more physical defenses you played against this year or no? Yeah, yeah, I would say so. Um, you know, their D-line does a good job and their backers step up and they want to thump. But, man, I'm going to thump right back with you. So come hang for four quarters. Uh, I love it. Uh, Brady, over 1,300 yards on the season. Uh, incredible. It's, it's so much fun watching you work, man. Thank you for your time here in the postgame. Thank you. Appreciate it. He is uh, Brady Oliveira, the Bombers running back. 169 yards in this game. 1,359 with three games remaining. Uh, the all-time record is 1,800 plus. He's on pace for, I'm just doing it, 1,600 rushing yards. Bonkers. Bonkers, bonkers, bonkers. Uh, Zach Kolaris, the quarterback, joins us now. Zach, congrats on the win. Thanks for your time. 17-18. 17-18. That's right. that, was a, that was a great game. I remember that one. Uh, a- hey, sorry about that. How you doing? No worries. Thank you for your time, uh, my friend. We were just talking about Brady Oliveira and maybe fifteen or 1,600 yards for him. How big a deal was he to this win, do you believe? I, I, you know, he's, he's a big deal for us every week. You know, he, uh, I think he sets the tone you know, from a toughness standpoint along with you know, our receivers and our offensive line. And 
uh, you know, he brings the punch every single time. So he's huge uh, for us. I'm not sure what his totals were. But, uh, you know, he's just a resilient guy, a tough guy, and uh, it's, always, it's always a privilege to take the field with him. Uh, rushing 169, receiving 12, so 181 in the touchdown for Brady on 27 touches today. Yeah, it's, uh, that's big time. Yeah, that's, you know, that's kind of how Toronto makes you play. You know, they really uh, get a lot of depth in the secondary, and, uh, you know, they make you earn it for sure, and uh, he earned it. Uh, the, the drive in the fourth quarter, we're used to seeing you guys take drives when you're leading to kill the clock but you guys both killed the clock and took the lead. If you would, what's the importance of that drive, do you believe? Well, you know, just obviously to, to be able to take a lead there. Great job tonight. Uh, you know, take a lead there. Are you leaving? You out? Okay. Sorry. Uh, that was my ride home. Um, uh, <laughs> sorry. Uh, That's important. Yeah. Meet yeah. me at the Crea Lantra in about 30 minutes, and I'll, I'll get you where you're going. There's good transit options, though, after the game. Wade Miller does a good job, you know, getting everybody. Oh, I don't know about that. One time, I think I was playing in Hamilton. I couldn't get a cab for, like, two hours outside the stadium. <laughs> what? Yeah, it was terrible. The, you were you were borderline the MOP of the league, and you couldn't get a cab? This was, like, 2015 or 16. I, I, I could not get a cab. It was terrible. Come on, man. That's yeah. not, 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 not since I've been a bomber, obviously. It was, anyways, you, I think you asked me about the importance of that drive, and, uh, you know, just it just uh, you know, obviously to, to go on top to milk a little bit of clock there. I don't really think that was in the back of our minds. Uh, you know, obviously I'm always watching the play clock and, and those things, but uh, it's just important of the execution play after play. And you know, I think uh, I think it was important that the level of focus picked up uh, this game. You know, it was something that we had talked about. You know, internally with the, you know just as a, as a as a locker room, and uh, you know, there's no better example than that draft. It seemed like. Uh uh, the offense consistently was able to move the ball against Toronto, both in the air and on the ground. Or are you just disappointed in the lack of capitalization on those uh, finishing off those drives in the scoring zone? Yeah, of course. You know, uh, you know, seven's better than three. Obviously, it's you know it's something that you know I, I firmly believe. You know, you got to score touchdowns to win this league. You know, a, a lot of drives are starting the forty-yard line just based on you know after a field goal, right? You're putting you're almost putting the the offense in an advantageous spot. So. Uh, you got to score touchdowns. We've been, you know, we've been pretty good at that over the years, and uh, you know, we'll, we'll make our corrections and, and uh, again raise our level of focus and execute. Uh, Zach, you took some real strong hits to make plays in this game. How are you feeling? Fantastic. We won. <laughs> there you go. And, and I'm curious. I don't, I don't know if you'll have much on this, but uh, 42 Quantes Stiggers, their cornerback. Uh, we came away super impressed with him. Yeah, I don't know how much you you know or took away from this game, but any thoughts you might have? about a 21-year-old who never played college football doing this in the CFL. Yeah, no, I had no idea about that. Actually, I think somebody, you know, before I talked to you guys told me that. And uh, he did a great job. Again, they're really well coached. They do a good job of really making you earn it. And uh, I thought he played, uh, you know, really well there in the boundary. Yeah. So uh, hats off to him. Uh, Zach, thank you for your time, man. Congrats on the win. Thank you. Take care. He is the quarterback, Zach Kalaris. Nice enough to join us in the post-game show. Uh, Dalton Schoen, 6 for 101. Kenny Lawler, three for 29. Uh, Christian, you might be the best one to ask about this. I felt like Lawler was frustrated at a bunch of points in this game. Did you see some of that? Yeah, I think they all were because they barely led this game. They took the lead late in the fourth quarter, right? And I think you saw him when he lowered the shoulder on Mechie there. I thought that was a that was a sign of taking out a little bit of frustration. There was the play where he had it knocked away. He was frustrated about that. But he wasn't ever disengaged by any means, right? He was still very much out there looking to make plays. When they were in front, he was standing on the bench, looking at the crowd, waving the towel, trying to get the noise going. So uh, sometimes the other team's defense does a really good job. 
And uh, they did that on Lawler tonight, and it was shown because this is part of what makes this offense so dangerous is that you can shut down Kenny Lawler, and then Dalton Schoen has over 100 yards. Yeah, which is the benefit of having all of those weapons. A bunch of weapons on defense, including our next guest, linebacker Kyrie Wilson. Kyrie, thanks for your time in the post game, and congrats on the win. Thank you, thank you, man. Thank uh, you. What's your assessment of this uh, this victory? Um, I mean, it was good. It was a good win. I mean, we started off slow. Like I like I had some. Uh, I, I made a couple mistakes, but I mean, I just like that we uh, stuck together, and you know, in the second half, we you know we turned it around, and you know we and we just uh, never never like really. Uh, we never put our heads down. Like we just kept believing in each other, and you know, and uh, and, and coming out with the victory. Uh, what do you think it was that allowed Toronto's offense to be successful in the first half of this game? Oh, uh, I mean, you know, they just got a, they got a good, uh, they have a good offense, and you know, they they um, they get the ball out fast. So like, you know, so sometimes with the play action, you know, you got um, they're getting the ball out fast. So sometimes you got well, like the linebackers got to rerun. And then get out. So I mean, really, the biggest thing is really like how they um, get the ball out so quick, and we got to rally to it every time. So I mean, they always keep us on. You know, they have a good job with like playing fast and keeping us on our toes. Uh, Cameron Dukes, it was I think it was pretty much the league's first look at him. Really, uh, what did you take away from the Toronto quarterback in his performance? I mean, he's a solid player, solid player, and I'm pretty sure the more sprint, more uh, uh, touches he gets, he's gonna get better. Like he, he could definitely run, but he, I mean, I felt like he played um, solid. Like he's a good player, and yeah. What, his scrambling seemed to uh, cause some problems. It gave me some consternation up here. Uh, how how elusive was he? Was was that a problem for you guys? Do you believe? Um, maybe uh, I would say maybe a couple plays. But I mean, after we started, you know, really just like trying to uh, trying to cage him in and stuff like that, it started to calm down. But yeah, he's definitely elusive player. Got, and he got some wheels on him. But yeah, we started to cage down and really um, just start, really just um, stay in our gaps and you know and uh, make sure that he doesn't get out. What do you think the defense has to do next week against the BC Lions to up your game, take um, it to the next level? Uh, you know, just play together and just go out there, man, and just be be us. That's the biggest thing, be us and just play. What is it about these mobile quarterbacks? Uh, you know, we, we saw late in the game, uh, Brian Cole started to spy uh, Cameron Dukes a little bit. Uh, what is it about these running quarterbacks that gives our, the, the defense such fits? Well, because, like, first you got first you usually worry about pass, especially if it's a drop back drop back quarterback but now since you got a running quarterback you kind of gotta you know respect respect the run too so it's kind of like you're playing in between playing playing pass and playing run so that's what you know keeps defense on the edge because you always gotta look back and make sure that the quarterback's not getting out when he doesn't see nobody open uh Kyrie uh insiders are telling me your entire family is here is that correct yeah yeah they're 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 all here they're all here <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> Yeah. Can you can you shout it? Tell us who's there. Introduce got, us to the Kyrie Wilson family. I got I got I got my mom Rochelle, my auntie Barbara, and my second family here: Peter, Pasolipo, Tracy, Eagle, and Tracy to my auntie, Tracy to, and then Kevin out here out here with me. <laughs> I love it. Uh, do me a favor. Ask your mom Rochelle if she's proud of her son. Uh, I am so proud of my son. Oh, yeah, there, we go. there we go. There we go. Rochelle, do you have a do you have a number nineteen jersey on? I'm trying to picture you. No, I don't oh. have a number nineteen jersey on, but I have number nineteen in my heart. There you go. Very good. Uh, Kyrie, thanks for your time and enjoy some time with your family, my friend. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Uh, linebacker Kyrie Wilson, nice to join us in the post game. There were a lot of Tracys in that family. <laughs> this is Tracy. It's Tracy too. It's Tracy also. I'm like.
Okay. All right. Yeah. It's All like right. Arrested Development. That's right. Lucille, uh, Lucille 2. Uh, very cool. Uh, very cool. Nice of uh, Kyrie Wilson to join us. He had six tackles in this game. He was the leader on the Bombers' defense. And uh, the spy thing, uh, I'm trying to think of the quarterbacks that are, remain. Vernon Adams, Jake Mayer, Trey Ford. The playoffs is Adams or Dola Gala, and then uh, it'll be Chad Kelly again. Kelly Probably. can scramble. Vernon Adams can scramble. Ford is the scrambler. Uh, is Kelly is apt to run? When he's more, he's looking to, to throw the ball. Is he not? And, or when things break down or when he gets, I'm just wondering, what's his trigger? What's his key for, like we saw Cameron Dukes today. His first read, not there. Boom, I'm out of here. Yeah. Right? Uh, oh, any pressure at all? I'm out of here. And I'm we saw gone, that from right? Kelly in the Grey Cup last year, but I think definitely yeah, that's Kelly, coming in spot duty. Kelly's right? matured a lot as a player this year just because he's he's played the whole year, and I think definitely he's more able to to throw. His his throwing on the run has been awesome. Awesome this yep, year. Agreed. He, he's been like Zach Kolaris in that regard that he's just exceptional outside the pocket. And I think, yeah, I, I haven't seen that as much from Kelly this year. The kind of just oh one read and go. Like Trey Ford, I think we still see that from him, right? If I would say his scrambling, if Kolaris was six years younger, yeah, that would be that would be Kelly's level. He put a move on Jagarrett Davis in the opener that got him in for his first touchdown. He went, oh, okay, that's that's for, that's for real. Okay, it's not it's not Trey Ford, it's not Taylor Cornelius, I don't think, um, but I think it's it's when you were talking about oh, I'd love Kolaris to go ahead and take those twelve yards. I think Kelly's a guy who could take those twelve yards. But he knows he's making the play through the air first. If I'm Vernon Adams and I'm watching this tape, I'm probably going to take off a lot next week, I would imagine. I mean, it seems like the Bombers had no answer to that until very late in the fourth when Cameron Dukes came back in and uh, they put Brian Cole on him, who was pretending like he was going to join the rush and was just hanging out in the vicinity of the line of scrimmage to make sure he wasn't going to scorch them again by escaping the pocket. So it'll be real interesting to see not only if the Bombers can elevate their play, which they will need to to be competitive in BC, but how BC will digest this film and how they will attack this defense. Because if I'm them, I'm giving Vernon Adams a green light to take off on the ground a lot more than maybe he, he naturally would want to. I, I don't know the answer to this. Can they not make that decision quicker to change to a spot? Like, if it's not the first thing you do, does it have to be a halftime thing? Why does it seem like it's happening in late? the fourth quarter? Yeah. I I don't know the resistance okay. to do it. Yeah. It, it can be done. Hey, by the way, guys, we're, we're going to this because it's in our playbook. You're the spy now. It, it, it's just, it didn't make sense how if that's the most effective thing that's damaging you defensively, why does it take you so long to address it in, in a football game? We've seen that a number of times, right? One game against Ottawa, they didn't address it at all. They lost the game in overtime. Yeah. And here, eventually, you know, Dukes comes back in and, okay, now we know what this guy can do. We should probably, the game's on the line. Let's let's. Well, he had it. to throw at the end there, right? Yeah. And but there's no reason that can't be done quickly when you realize this is, good, this is going to be a thing. It just has to be called, right? Yeah, okay. All right, so I just wanted to uh, see what's, what's possible in reality and what's just me as a fan going, I want you to do this. Why aren't you doing this? Because I couldn't possibly see the... The, the downstream effects of committing now Brian Cole. Yeah, take out a defensive lineman to get Brian Cole in the game. Well, there'll be things that happen there, but I was not real concerned about Duke's arm because it was stick route, stick route, flat route, 
eight-yard crosser that uh, Coxie took for 50 yards. These are all short passes that you make tackles and they're not getting for Dijon Brissett doesn't have first downs if the Bombers make tackles early on in this one. Those are the uh, final numbers. They're brought to you by JML Renovations. They don't just build a garage. They build your garage. Visit jmlrenovations.ca. It is 10-24. Time for us to take a break. Uh, the sounds of the game are coming up. You may hear a little nervousness in my voice in the beginning. Then it got disbelief. Uh, yeah, disbelief. Maybe shock. A, yeah, it's strong, strong disbelief in this one. That's coming up as we continue in the post game show. It's Princess Auto Blue Bomber football at six eighty CJOB. Want to be certain your Reno goes right? Start with Pro Materials with Certainty Drywall in fire resistant, water resistant, super durable, or soundproof and top quality insulation ceiling systems premium shingles and siding do it right with professional grade building materials from certainty pro all the way at some point, everyone has to ship something, and there always seems to be an issue that you're never told about. Now imagine you have a business and you need to ship your product across the world. Well, with one call, you could end the hassle of shipping. Sphere One Logistics will get your shipment to where it needs to go, on time, on budget, and will keep you updated the entire way through. Start shipping and get the job done with Sphere One. Learn more at SphereOneLogistics.com. At Northstar Genetics, we know beans, and we're super excited about NSC Holland. As a top-performing soybean variety, Holland fits extremely well in the lineup with its high yield potential, strong disease package, and excellent pod height and standability. And given its mid-season maturity, along with Roundup Ready to Extend technology, NSC Holland will be a game-changer across Manitoba. So score a touchdown this season with NSC Holland. At Northstar Genetics, we know beans. Seem like your friends are always camping? Think you're missing out on all the fun? Well, you probably are. Adam Big Hill here for my friends at CG Open Road Outlet. Make this the year you commit to camping. Shop 300 campers in stock or hit the trail on ATVs by CF Moto and Argo. When you go to CG Open Road Outlet, you know you'll always get low rates and no payment for 90 days. Stop missing out on all the fun. Visit CG Open Road Outlet in Winnipeg, Steinbach, or openroadoutlet.ca. Winnipeg Blue Bomber Football on 680 CJOB. The postgame show brought to you by Olympic Building Center, where you build with confidence. As the kickoff coming from Morris Beattie, we are underway. Bombers in their blue jerseys, gold pants. Going to fake a little reverse off the opening kickoff. They will now reverse it to Evan Holm at the 20, 25, 30. Gets around the corner. Evan Holm up the sideline. 50 into Argo territory. They're actually going to say he stepped out at the Bomber 41-yard line. If you're not having great returns with Jamal Parker, how about a re reverse fake and then an actual reverse? Showing blitz again are the Argos. They'll rush five. Kalaris throws it. It's shown on a little out pattern at the 10. Tap, tap. The nine-yard line. There's a gain of 19 for Dalton Schoen. Oliveira motions back into the backfield. Kalara straight drop. Dumps it off. It's, it's Oliveira stiff arming, keeping his feet for the touchdown. Should have been dropped at the three, but Brady will not be stopped. Yeah, that was an incredible job by Brady Oliveira. It looks like he was going to be about three yards short of the end zone. Gets the stiff arm out there, slips off of it. 
and just an incredible piece of determination by Brady Oliveira to get the first score. Dukes is gonna scramble this one and he will be in for the touchdown. Cameron Dukes struts into the end zone to dance with Tavares Daniels and the Argos have scored on both of their drives. Holds it to a Castillo field goal attempt for the 26. It is up and good. 13.41 to go in the second quarter. It's now Argos 14 and the Blue Bombers 10. A little blitz coming. Kolaris gets around it, rolls to his right. That's complete to Wolotarski at the 40. Spins off 35 and down to the 31 yard line. Drew Wolotarski is hype. This will be a little more conventional. It's Oliveira who drops his head and busts four balls in the ground. It's fumbled and the Argos have it. It's Mechie 25 30. Trying to cut back 35 40. And if this stands, it's an Oliveira fumble and it's taking points off the board for the Bombers. Morris Beanie, the high twisting punt. Parker at his 25 inside the numbers. First man, he made a miss. 35 40. Parker rolling. 50 55. Cuts back and he's wrestled down from behind by Benoit Marion. Jamal Parker with a tremendous punt return into Argo territory, and the offense can take it from there. Lawler, the wide receiver to the left-hand side. Stiggers in press coverage. The out over the top. Stiggers has got it for the interception at the 55. He fell back onto the out route for Schoen, and Quantez Stiggers has an interception and the Bombers' second turnover of the game. Second and four Argos for the Bomber, 52. They'll run it to McMahon going the other way. Trying to cut back, he's held up, spins off. Somebody bring him down, and he will be. Balls down, it's in Dietrich Nichols' hands. He was being brought down and wrapped up, and Willie may have stripped it away, and it's Blue Bomber football. With Nick Dembski, the lone receiver out there. Prukop trying the right-hand side, pushing, he's in for the touchdown. Brady Oliveira got the most of the way. Dakota Prukop finishes it off. And the Bombers now lead at 25 to 21. Instead, it's Sergio Castillo from the 32-yard line. Convert distance to give the Bombers a 10-point lead. Up and good. 32 seconds to go. Bombers 31, the Argos 21. And it was a nervous walk across a narrow path, but it ends in the Bombers winning by 10 points. 31-21, the final. Revenge for the Grey Cup is probably not a conclusion we will uh, come to. That's about the last thing I've been thinking of. But the Bombers get to 11 wins and keep themselves in great position for next week's game against the BC Alliance. Those are the sounds of the game. A very well done Braden Owasco production. The BC Lions were tied with the Bombers into this week. The Bombers now 11-4. The BC Lions playing currently... They lead the Saskatchewan Rough Riders 9-1, I believe, in the second yeah, quarter of that game. it's like five minutes left in the second. There we go. Uh, Jake Dolegala doing his thing, throwing a minus two-yard pass to Sean Bain that he turned into a 45-yard gain. Uh, Saskatchewan driving. It would be great news for the Bombers if BC lost this game because a win next week would absolutely wrap up the West, and then we would have the rest debate and there's a completion to Samuel Emelis inside the five and down at the two-yard line as Saskatchewan looks destined to score. Uh, Antonio Pipkin, if you've got him in fantasy, I think you're about to get six points right here. Uh, I think it was the Jamal Parker punt return, but I, I, think the, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, this is my 75th CFL game. First time I've lost my voice. Oh, no. Yeah, I, I had a streak going, but now I've let the team down. So 
It's all good. I don't know what's. It's all about how you respond next week. Yeah. It's a very good point. Yeah. What will you do to be better? Practice with hot, your voice, just hot, like Michael Shea. Practice. Hot tub, cold tub, knee rehab. You. We did not spend any time you mocking me about my knee. There were so many other bigger issues and agendas for us tonight. It. Well, we didn't even get to pickleball properly you know so what a shame luckily you're on the path to redemption there though and that is a pipkin sneak touchdown so there you go if the you patented backup quarterback one yard touchdown plunge for you, antonio pipkin if you can't play pickleball what can you do right i'd be worried about you even tying your shoes right? well i i do know i can do leg extensions with a four pound ankle weight around me so oh. i'm getting super good at those as promising I... rehab <laughs> at its best i did you have any re, any long rehab stints in your in your career you had a foot thing one year, but I, like were that any- was from jumping rope that Milt Stiegel made me do. It turns out if you've never jumped rope in your life and you're 300 pounds, you probably shouldn't start doing it 30 minutes a day every single day. <laughs> did you, you yeah. started at 30 minutes? Yeah, pretty much. That's, I just did as much as that. Well, I, much. I was seeing the benefits of it. So like a lot of players, you finding a, a mechanism of, of training that works for you. More, 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 right? Yeah. You, you overdo it, and then you find out, okay, that was maybe a little bit too much. But, yeah. Do you, like, plantar fasciitis or something like that? Yeah, I don't know. Just, I don't know what the problem was, man. But, but that yeah. was the biggest stretch you're good now, I've ever missed. Yeah. Oh, no, I, you're good to play pickleball I now? will. I will jump a rope with anybody here. I'll tell you that But right will you now. play pickleball with Derek? Oh, I, that's, that game is beyond me. Okay. I, I mean, I would play him, without, but he would probably die in the game. So <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I'd feel bad about that. I'm like Boris Becker. Like, I will not let any shot go. I will take the road rash, and my body doesn't quite realize it's pushing 50, and you can't do that stuff anymore. So uh, uh, thanks to the rehab gang and Jazz, who's taking care of me. He's a good man. Uh, Good man. Drive of the Game brought to you by Chud's Chrysler and Power Sports. Take the relaxing drive out to Gimli to make your next automotive or power sports purchase. It'll be a game changer. I don't know if there is any candidate other than... 9.59 remaining in the fourth quarter. 12 plays, 74 yards. Brady is the engine, and we're going to eat the clock, and we're going to take the lead, and that's the end of the ballgame. I I, I don't know if opening touchdown drive was exciting, but then what came after it stole the heat off of that one. So I feel like uh, the Brady-led 12-play, 74-yard drive. I'm getting head head nods here. Yes. It's one of the football game. It right. did, yeah. And two field goal drives came after that. Uh, how I, I don't, I don't. Am I encouraged by this win? Am I discouraged by this win? It's a ten point win, but does it? Well, they got a lot of work to do, right? Does it and feel like a two point loss or a two point win? I mean, they're down fourteen seven in the first, right? And they gave up seven more points the rest of the game. Two field goals and a and a single punt single, yeah, a rouge. So, I mean, the defense did their job as they have done when they've fallen behind early. This has happened a bunch of times this year. Sometimes you also it, have to qualify by who they were playing. Sure. Well, yeah. It's right? Cameron so, Dukes and then yeah. Byron, Brian Scott, not Byron Scott, Brian Scott. Uh, it's not the A team. I understand. And, and AJ Ouellette looked really good when he was out there for nine minutes. Right. And after that, the Argos run game really wasn't much of a threat. The Argos offense really wasn't much of a threat. They had the ball for 16 minutes tonight. Yeah. Even when they scored, it was really quick. Right. I I want this to be a Grey Cup matchup. I want it to be snowing in Hamilton because I want to see AJ Olette and Brady Oliveira just straight hammering dudes. Both those guys, they they run different. You talked about earlier. They run different, but they both run. Like Olette runs like I'm gonna make my way through this concrete wall. Damn you every everything else be damned. And Brady, I mean Brady will hammer dudes. 
he's really he got some shuffles behind the line of scrimmage that aren't the annoying ones that we hate. They're the oh, this whole I need a, I need a second of patience for this hole to open up, and then I'm going to get nine yards before contact. I think AJ is more of a one trick pony in terms of his running style. I think I think Brady Oliver has more dimensions to his running game. I think he can do more things. I think uh, he, he's got more change up. He's more athletic. But when it comes to just power running, you know, AJ is uh, is right there with him for sure in terms of uh, his effectiveness being a bowling ball and a tank in the middle of the football field. Yeah, he is an impressive back and out after a couple touches and 55 yards. Drive of the game for Chuds Chrysler and Power Sports. Take that relaxing drive out to Gimli to make your next automotive or Power Sports purchase. It'll be a game changer. It is 10:36. We'll take a break. Still to come, the hardest hit of the game, and we'll set you up for next week as the Bombers and BC Lions battle for first place in the West. It's Princess Auto Blue Bomber Football on 680 CJOB. The main ingredient with Kevin Bergen. I don't think that being a true leader happens overnight, but I think I've definitely settled into the role and I've been given the grace to make my own mistakes and learn as I go along. I think the foundation was always there and it's been really rewarding to be able to share that with everyone. It's hard to focus, man. I, you were talking and I took a sip of my Caesar. <laughs> I hate to harp yeah, on Caesar. We could have worse problems than that. God, <laughs> Jesus. Like, so seriously, long, seriously. Long, heartfelt. Oh, dude, this and, is just insane. The main ingredient, Saturdays at 4 and Sundays at 5 on CJOB. Sounds of the game. Brought to you by PlayNow.com. Diving catch for the touchdown. Going to the trickery right off the bat. Touchdown. Brady's in for the touchdown in second of the game. Bet on blue at PlayNow.com. Enjoy responsibly. For advice you can trust and service you can count on, Star Building Materials is the perfect partner. For over 65 years, Star Building Materials has been the chosen partner for the best builders, largest contractors, or anyone with a project in mind. Star has one of the largest delivery fleets, servicing Manitoba and all of cottage country. With their decades of industry knowledge and experience, and the largest lumberyard in Manitoba, the perfect partner for your next project is Star Building Materials. Visit StarBuilding.com. I'm here with Reed from Turning Leaf Services. Reed, can you describe how it feels to work at Turning Leaf? I would describe the feeling of working at Turning Leaf as a feeling of being a part of a larger community, a feeling of being a part of a greater change, and a feeling of putting in your contribution to the family that is our community, our city, and our world. Supporting the most vulnerable in our community, Turning Leaf is changing lives, and you can too. Apply at turningleafservices.ca. Winnipeggers know it, and Winnipeggers love it. The Pony Corral on Grant present the original Sunday night cruise night, delicious food, cold drinks, and the city's most impressive cars. The final night will feature the Corvette Club of Manitoba. Come see Larry Dick's amazing NHRA Top Sportsman 2022 Copo Camaro. The legendary Sunday night cruise, proudly presented by Piston Ring, Budweiser, and McNaught Cadillac. Winnipeg Blue Bomber Football on 680 CJOB. The postgame show brought to you by Olympic Building Center, where you build with confidence. Final score from IG Field, the Bombers 31, the Argos 21. And Derek Taylor, Doug Brown, Christian Amell with you in the postgame show. Uh, like Doug said, the, the Argos' decision to leave Chad Kelly on the sideline, there were so many storylines we ended up not talking about that, just because of that decision. 
the the thing with the bye weeks and the Bombers can't win going into the bye weeks. That one kind of lost. The Hamilton Juju, we didn't talk a ton about what mobile quarterbacks have done to them, but all storylines to watch going forward as uh, the Bombers approach. This, to me, was to be the biggest game in the CFL to this point. Next week in BC is, is just the biggest game of the CFL season. Uh, it's, the, it's the battle for first place in the West Division. The winner essentially wins it. The loser essentially has to uh, get through Sask and then go on the road. And I would way rather have BC come here as a Bomber fan than... I like trips to Vancouver, but I would way rather have that game at home. And I don't want to have to try to beat a, a Saskatchewan team that... Has nothing to lose? Terrible things might happen. You could have six turnovers in a game, and maybe you don't escape it, uh, unlike the uh, West Final in 2021 when six turnovers in, and they did take that one away. Time now for the hardest hit of the game, brought to you by Vernoss Auto Body. For collision repairs, no one takes the ball and runs with it like Vernoss Auto Body. Braden, what do you have for the hit of the game? Let's come in. Kalars oh. pummeled, gets it up to Schoen. It goes through his hands. The catch Schoen probably should have made. And Kalaris is down at the 50-yard line. That looked like an exotic blitz from the Argos, and they pummeled Kalaris. I believe that was first down on that drive, and then they hammered him on the second yep. down as well. And we, we, you, you pondered whether or not that was landing on the quarterback, and it looked like he. I, I, I think you mentioned Doug something about perhaps concussion protocol. I thought more of a shoulder thing. It looked like he was kind of landed on his shoulder and was kind of favoring it a little bit when he got up. But he's, you know, we we know the history for Kolaris years ago. Every he's he's taken a ton of hits and just he always pops up. Yeah, gets right back in there. Yeah, and I mean, like a like a guy who's thirty five, he waits and gets help from the lineman to to get back up. But yep. he uh, enjoys his time while he's he's down there. He, he takes he takes his eight count right before he gets up. That's and, a, uh, it's a very good way to put it. Yeah, Jonathan Jones on the blitz. I still kind of wonder if he did land on him full force and if that should have been a penalty. You're, yeah, you're not supposed to do that anymore. When you hit a quarterback like that, you're not supposed to put the full weight of your body driving him into the, that's supposed to be a penalty now. Like we, uh, we freaked out when they started calling that initially because it's, it's a tackle and as long as you're not too high or too low, you should, but yeah, I remember one game I saw in the NFL when they started calling that, it was just like, yeah, you, you hit a quarterback, he's going down. You got to roll off. You can't drive into him and stay on top of him as he hits the ground. Yeah. So and that, that was surprising. It wasn't, it wasn't flagged. Well, and it's it's one of those penalties that's that's put it that's officiated pretty inconsistently. I've seen some. Oh yeah, there was one in twenty one where uh, the linebacker from now with Montreal, he was with Sass, Big Sankey, got one, and then the next week the exact same thing happens and it's not called. And you go, I don't, I don't <laughs> know what. The, so uh, maybe I'm okay with it not being called if it was meant to be called as. Uh, Man, Tevin Jones has made a great catch on the sideline. 125 to go in the second quarter. BC up 12 to 8. Uh, Saskatchewan now first and 10 from the BC 43 yard line. Go Sask. These are high character players. That's what Jeremy O'Day said. So I'm watching for that character. <laughs> I, I missed the I missed that. Was that the, the recent this week's availability? Yeah. Yeah, that's what was. Oh, I believe the headline was O'Day counting on high character players from Saskatchewan to to save the season. Do I sense some kind of uh, <laughs> doubt in your voice? No, I'll say, I, I've, I'm cheering for him tonight. Right. Go Riders. Right? There you yes. go. Don't clip that and use it 
without context. Yeah, that's, that, yeah, be very, very careful. Hardest hit of the game is brought to you by Vernas Auto Body for collision repairs. No one takes the ball and runs with it like Vernas Auto Body. It is 10.43. Uh, we'll take one final break. We'll come back. We'll preview next week the biggest game of the CFL season, and there'll be none more after that that get any bigger. Bombers and BC Lions as Dola Gallas sails one over top of a six-foot-tall receiver, and Craig Dickinson yells at him for it. Oh, Dola Gala. Princess Auto, Blue Bomber Football at 680 CJOB. Manitoba municipalities are growing fast, and so is violent crime. That's forcing municipalities to do more with less, and it's making our streets unsafe. Let's support all police forces, improve social services, and commit to bail reform that stops the revolving door for repeat offenders. Let's make our communities safe again. Let's grow Manitoba together. A message from the Association of Manitoba Municipalities. You know that capable person who knows the right way to do stuff, has the right tools for every job, and is willing to lend them to you? That's who Princess Auto proudly calls a customer. That handy neighbor who jumps in whenever anyone's moving, building, or fixing something? Yep, that's a Princess Auto customer. That expert who's always taking something apart or powering something up? Yep, Princess Auto customer. Thanks for being a customer. Princess Auto, Blue Bomber Football, Ideas, Tools. The moment you propose to her is special. It's your chance to say, I love you and can't wait to spend my life with you. Let Namath Diamonds help create an experience you'll both cherish forever. I'm Joe Namath from Namath Diamonds, and we can help you find the diamond engagement ring she's been dreaming of. Come see us Monday to Friday, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m., and Saturday, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. at Namath Diamonds in Southdale Square. On October 3rd, the Manitoba Chambers of Commerce wants you to vote for prosperity. We believe the path to achieving greater prosperity is by growing the economy. Vote Prosperity provides a roadmap for Manitoba to strengthen its economic competitiveness and instill confidence in business, attract and retain talent, facilitate trade and reduce barriers, and build strong, resilient, and healthy communities. One province, four pillars, our Manitoba advantage. Visit VoteProsperity.ca, authorized by the Manitoba Chambers of Commerce. Winnipeg Blue Bomber Football on 680 CJOB. The postgame show brought to you by Olympic Building Center, where you build with confidence. Final minutes for us from IG Field following a 10-point Bombers victory. Bombers now 11-4 on the season. They will be in first place in the West leading up to the matchup next Friday when they take on the BC Lions. Lions driving late in the first half against the Riders. Uh, BC up 12-11 in this one but they're looking for more uh just a little update nick devsky 32 yards in this game that takes him to 963 on the season so 37 more yards to his first 1000 yard season willie jefferson zero sacks in this game now eight games his longest streak he had a nine game streak without a sack when he was 2014 in edmonton so more from what well, what's your impression of willie the, he had some disruption. He had opportunities tonight, right? He could have easily had some sacks in this game. It's just not happening for him. Missed some tackles, missed some sacks. It's just, I don't really care how he's playing now. It's more so, you know, he's, a, he's such a gamer, right? When something is on the line and it's a, it's a massive situation, uh, 
you know, there's nobody you want on your team more <clears throat> as a defensive lineman than Willie Jefferson, especially in playoff situations. He's such a gamer. He's unbelievable. His ability to rise the occasion. I don't, I don't think there's anybody more clutch than him defensively. Are you losing your voice, sympathy, losing of the voice? I'm just trying to be with you, man. You're a good man. We look the like same. That. We might as well sound the same. Right? right? Uh, Demario Houston injured in this game. If he will know more on Monday when they get back to practice, if he can't play, Jamal Parker can come in. They could bring uh, Alden Darby off the six-game injured list to give them some extra depth. Desmond but Lawrence is coming back, right? Desmond Lawrence is back. Yeah, Desmond Lawrence, uh, they would have re-upped him on six, but he could come back. Uh, so they, they certainly have options as Keon Hatcher into the end zone. Fantasy strike for DT in this one. But the Lions lead at 18 to 11. But, uh, do you want, I don't do you want fantasy. fantasy points more or do you want the BC Lions to lose? You decide right now. They're, they're what do you want? Fantasy points. <laughs> That's all you care about. Huh? You know? the, the, honestly, the Bombers win. they both 11 and 4. The winner of that game has a game and a half advantage with two games remaining. So the winner of that game would have to lose twice and have the other team it's pretty win well twice. over. Exactly. This is why I don't play fantasy because I don't want to be conflicted like that. <laughs> oh, I'm easy. It's, you I'm, have so many agendas. I look out for me first, you guys second, and then everything else comes third. Me and my family. I'm glad that's clear. First. Yeah, you guys are. And what do you get if you win fantasy? Nothing. Well, I I don't want to be 180 points behind Doug. Oh, okay. Brown, Doug is killing I me. I haven't made a pick this year. I don't even do it. Like it's unbelievable. I, and you're murdering. I've outsourced this. I used okay. to. Okay. Don't don't tell your I mean, secrets. Oh yeah. Sorry. No. I all these picks. I spend hours. There was, I just I lose sleep at night thinking about who I'm going to take in fantasy. Oh my god. There was a time in my life when I dedicated a lot of time to CFL fantasy. <laughs> That's how, and that time is now. Yeah. Yeah. I was there with. Me and Davis Sanchez, me and Chris Schultz, we were fantasy gurus. Wow. And now I'm just getting murdered by a guy who doesn't care. And my identity uh, takes some real, some real hits in this one. Uh, Brady Oliveira, we mentioned over 1,300 yards. And uh, Toronto gets to get healthy. And that storyline can evaporate. And they'll rest players for the SAS game coming up in a couple of weeks. But uh, There's the storyline about buys, though, for the Blue Bombers that continues. Because they do win oh, coming yeah. off a bye, and that's now eight in a row. And if you include playoff games, it's uh, 11 in a row. And if you go back to 2016, they're now 17-1 and one in their last 18 games coming off a bye, including playoffs. How are they going into byes lately? Because next, I didn't do that research. Next week, well, four, they've lost four of the last five going into byes. Yeah. And BC... They only seem to lose going into byes. Yeah. The BC game comes into a bye week. Okay. Which cannot lose... That one uh, at all. Um, biggest concern uh, leading it into next week against the BC Lions? Defensively. How they'll be able to, to, to manage the – if the BC Lion offense gets on a, a roll or – well, I mean, granted, now that I think about it, I look at the matchup, and it was really the game that BC won. It was their defensive line, right? So it's, it's blocking those guys up front. I'm also worried about, you know, defensively, can they uh, put Force Vernon into one of those games where you know he's uh, he's just off it and he's he's throwing up footballs for grabs? But I mean, the biggest deciding factor of that route when BC came here and surprised everybody, it was the pressure from their defensive line. They had no answer here. And then the second game, yeah, Dane Evans they, was the quarterback. Yeah, but homicide. <laughs> the, the the bombers committed homicide on that game. Yeah, yeah, and, and fifty. 
we're waiting for a competitive game between those two teams, right? And oh yeah, is, that's true. This is the, the decider, and and for a season that hasn't really felt like there's been big marquee games because there have been three teams above the rest, and those two games weren't very good. This game was compromised. Vernon Adams threw six picks against Toronto when they met, uh, and Toronto only played BC and Winnipeg once each. So. In terms of these giant, oh my god, this means a lot games, besides from the, the Labor Day rivalry games, which always have connotations, this season hasn't really felt like it's had those big clashes of titans that we're, we're guaranteed to get next week. And assuming no one gets hurt in the second half of this BC-Saskatchewan game right now. Because it's a road game, will the Bombers rest Kalaris? <laughs> I had to say it. I had to say it. I cannot wait for this game. I'm just going to go home now, uh, eat whatever left. Don't talk for the next few days. Yeah, I'm going to eat whatever pizza is left at the house. Uh, Nine o'clock kickoff next Friday in BC. Pre-game show starts early. A 6.30 pre-game show. Extra half hour. Extra half hour. Yeah, they don't want to make me do a half hour sports show. Come on, Doug. Okay, sir. <laughs> it's so big, we're going to 150 minutes. We hope you will join us uh, for Doug and Christian and the whole gang. Appreciate you being with us for another great edition. Bombers, 10-point winners to go to 11-4 and four on the season. Prince Asano, Blue Bomber Football on 680. CJOB. Winnipeg Blue Bombers and 680 CJOB.